0: Welcome to CruxCast, whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Mark Sharma, CEO of Energy Fuels, Uranium producer, and that's in the US. And if you want to hear our thoughts and opinions on that conversation, and indeed the company itself and where it's going, you can catch that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports. There are commentaries from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. There are training videos. There are summaries of other interviews that we have done just to save you a little bit of time. And of course, there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. And you can go and join them now at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Mark Chalmers, how are you doing, sir? Excellent, Matt. How are you? Yeah, good to speak to you. We haven't spoken in a while. Uh, I kind of thought that we were entering a quiet period for uranium, but no, that's not happening.
1: No, there's no such thing as a quiet period of uranium. And, uh, you know, 2020 is 2020. So um, I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, it's been a a bizarre year. But look, um, I wanted to catch up with you because, one, because we haven't spoken for a while, obviously. Um, It's always nice talking to you. But two, this. U.S. Uranium Reserve is rearing its head again in the, in the press. I just wondered what you made of it.
1: Well, look, and I, I, I think it's, um, it's positive. Um, I think there's, um, you know, some bipartisan support for the Uranium Reserve. And Matt, as you know, um, you know, our company was really the, the main flag waiver on that through, um, you know, the 232 and the uh, Nuclear Fuel Working Group so uh, you know, I think it's um, you know getting bipartisan support for the right reasons, and you know, it's put a little bit of buzz back into the into the stock uh, stocks of uranium producers in the United States. So uh, you know, I think it's the reality that the United States uh, needs nuclear power to um, you know combat uh, emissions, and I think that's why uh, the Democrats are, are coming on board uh, with the initiative.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talk about it in our weekly um, uranium show um, the bipartisan nature of of this is you know always been something in the background, but it, to, to see something this positive, I mean, it's still not there yet. I mean, we we need to say that, but signs are good. I mean, do, when do you think this will actually become something? Does it need the new administration, whichever it may be, to get in before this gets stamped?
1: Yeah, look, I I I I don't know. And I hate to speculate on it, but uh, you know, I think I think the realization is is
0: that the, the
1: Biden administration uh, is supportive of, of nuclear um, because, again, they they realize they need it, uh, you know, to reduce carbon emissions. So, uh, you know, I think that you know it's it went into the budget and um, uh, to have um, you know the bipartisan support in the Senate, uh, you know, I think it's just a significant step forward. So it does have a ways to go. Uh, but hopefully, you know, it's it's a step in the right direction of, of both parties working together on something.
0: Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? But I, I think the signs are positive, I absolutely say. Well, look, um, I did want to ask you about that. As you say, I don't think there's too much more to say. I just going to sit back and, and, and wait. Um, but I did have two other things I want to talk to you about. Okay. You've paid down your debt, you've gone early on that one. Why have you chosen to pay it down and before you needed to?
1: Well, Pay it off on our own terms. Um, it, it was maturing at the end of the year. I think it was December 31st. And, um, you know, we paid it off in two pieces. Uh, but uh, again, uh, you know, cutting down the amount of interest that we're paying. I mean, when when we had that, the full debt, it was like $1.3 million a year of interest. So uh, I, the, the biggest thing is we wanted to do it under our own terms and uh, timing. And uh, you know, and, and and again, we wanted to be a differentiator that energy fuels with all the assets we have are paid for. Okay, they're debt free, and and you know, we've got uh, you know three licensed, uh, you know, proven uh, production facilities in the United States, fully paid for, and that is a key differentiator, not just here in the United States, but with any of the uranium producers or wannabes in the world.
0: Right. I mean, it's very difficult for uranium producers at the moment because not not too many people are selling anything. So, I guess sitting on debt—it makes you you nervous. And we've seen a few companies kind of had to raise capital, kind of pay the position off. I mean, where does that leave you at the moment with your cash reserves?
1: Well, we've got um, cash or working capital about forty-five million dollars, which is quite healthy, particularly after paying off the debt. you know and that's a hallmark of energy fuels. We, we don't like to sail too close to the wind and uh, we'll continue uh, to maintain a healthy cash balance. Um, so, again, substantial differentiator from, from many others.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I it's just yeah, perhaps something we'll come back to another day because you know, sort of doing the analysis in the marketplace because we, we keep. Having this conversation about, you know, not all boats will float, and we've we've, we've spoken about that in the past. Are you seeing? Um, we're seeing a lot of new entrants in the marketplace, which I think is interesting. But we're also seeing some of the existing companies perhaps struggling to, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel. So, getting the timing right is going to be important. That getting having the ability to raise capital just to keep the lights on is going to be a real struggle for some. What are you seeing out there?
1: Yeah, look at I. I, I think to just raise capital to keep the lights on um, you know, and some of these companies that 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 don't have um, you know constructed projects that are ready to go, I mean, I think that's a tough lift. I mean, we've got a lot of idle capacity that can come back on uh, as the market improves. So uh, you know it's 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 again, it's it's something that you know, in our case with uh, you know our constructed and proven facilities puts us at a, at a huge advantage. I mean, if you got to go out and, and get the capital to build a project, you know, you're gonna add another 10, 15, maybe 20 dollars a pound to the cost of producing uranium, you know, and, and that's huge. That is huge. So that takes people another uh, complete step out of uh, uh, ability to respond, uh, not just the, the the from a cash perspective and a cost perspective, but also a timing perspective. So um, yeah, look, look at I, I think you know the the, the fundamentals are improving. Uh, Trade Tech said that there'd be a delta between new production and demand of around seventy million pounds in two thousand twenty. You know, that's that's a lot. I mean, that's like thirty five percent shortfall in new production. So, uh, you know, I think all this is starting to uh, you know become quite apparent in the marketplace and and bodes for improved prices uh, in time.
0: Yeah, I think 2021 certainly end of 2021 is looking very, very interesting. But I'm, I'm more interested in the um, the M and A component. You've said to me in the past you're not interested in M and A, but there look there are other people out there snuffling up deals which don't necessarily involve a whole lot of cash. Are you tempted at all?
1: Look, it, I, I I never say never, but um, you know, for the right opportunity, we'll look at it. Um, but right now, uh, we're asset rich, and asset rich is um, you know something—we we we, we do not need to keep adding to that asset base at this point in time. You know we have more than enough assets to respond uh, very quickly uh, at very competitive pricing, and um, so you know I don't want to take on uh, assets that are negative cash flowing and, and, and add to a negative burn.
0: Okay, I want to talk about just final question. I know I know I just rang up to talk about the U.S. Reserve, but I thought I'd take the opportunity. I want to talk about one of your assets, White Mesa. I, we saw a press release about you starting to process ore and create a concentrate. You're, you're processing monazite. You're after uranium, but there's quite an exciting byproduct.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we're making significant steps on the on that front. Um, you know, White Mesa is is fully uh, permitted to, to, to process uranium ores, and uh, this monazite uh, has uranium in it, so we can process the monazite for its uranium and and nice, uh, you know, byproduct is rare earths. And and and, uh, and Matt, you know, I I know you know I'm very excited about this because when you look at uh, our company in White Mesa, the ability to produce uranium for clean nuclear power, and also have the ability to get a byproduct of rare earths, which can help with electric cars and wind generators and whatnot. I mean, I think it's just incredibly remarkable, and I think. It's something that, uh, you know, we're blessed to have that type of optionality out of that facility. So, White Mesa is always uh, surprising us on the upside.
0: Okay. Okay. And I know this is about the Uranium, but if you don't mind, can I just talk about the rare earths? I know it's a byproduct, but these things typically are quite high-margin things. So, that's why people get excited about rare earths. And there's not too many mills that can process rare earths around the world. So, yeah. Tell, can you just, so, so if you don't mind, so in the context of the US uh, um, you know, critical minerals list, in the, in the context of what is happening with uranium, in terms of it again being a sort of critical uh, mineral out there, people like the Department of Energy, the Department of Defense, um, are they getting interested in rare So Are you party to any of those conversations?
1: Look, and I think you know they've obviously become uh, uh, concerned about the dependency on on China uh, for rare earths and other critical materials. You know, I think I've told you that what we're we're trying to do with White Mesa is uh, the Chinese are currently processing monazite, uh, C.N.C., and recovering uranium and then the byproduct of the rare earths. That, that that's what we're uh, our goal is at White Mesa, and. Um, you know we're very very interested in the uranium for obvious reasons, and and also the byproduct of the rare earths. So, um, you know, and I, I think that uh, it's recognized around the world that that um, you know monazite is the most favorable uh, feed for rare earths out there. Um, when it comes to um, the ability to process that, the ease to process that, uh, also the distributions for. Uh, you know the the magnetic elements uh like ndpr and and so you know it's just a perfect fit for white mesa and um for all the right reasons so um you know watch the space you know i've 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 said you know publicly that we're we're looking at you know supply agreements uh, for people who may want to use white mesa as an outlet for processing and um and we're also looking for uh, supply agreements of people who may want to buy uh concentrate from us so um, you know, it's it's it, again a very unique space, but um, you know, it's um you know, we're happy to process those uranium ores with the rare earths.
0: I bet. It's cause it's fairly quiet. Uranium markets come fairly quiet. I know we've got great expectations for 2021, fantastic, but rare earths, I, I and keep bringing it back to the US government. It's critical for them. Are, given that you're the mill which can do this in the U.S., is there talk? Has there been talk of creating a critical minerals hub around White Mesa? Where is the government in all these conversations?
1: Yeah, look, look, and I think uh, the government knows that White Mesa is is critical infrastructure. You know, during the 232 and the, the nuclear fuel working group, uh, they're actually extremely pleased to hear that we can also process uh, the uranium-bearing rare earths, and and so. You know, I think I think that uh, you know the visibility of White Mesa as you know critical national infrastructure is just continuing to go up and up and up, and all for the right reasons. So, um, you know, uh, Matt, you know, it, it, it's um, you know I think you know hopefully we're we're getting very close on you know the the reserve uranium prices on their own, you know rare earths and some of these other initiatives, vanadium. Um, you know, so you know, we've got a lot of uh, fishing poles, lines in the water with our fishing poles, and we think the fish are starting to nibble, and we'll be biting hard pretty soon, hopefully in 2021.
0: Well, I agree with you, and I, I, I don't mean to keep pushing you here, but it, again, we, we have conversations every day of the week with um, you know commodity companies, but rare earth companies are getting a lot more. Um, attra- that People are attracted to them because of these ecosystems being built up in China, being built up in Europe, and in the U.S. And I'm just wondering how a company like you engineers a position where you're you're part of that ecosystem. I, I get the mill must be critical to this. And the, yeah,
1: well, I think the mill and and also the team that we built up around the rare earth story, you know, with Constantine Tiriannopoulos and Rocco Kelly and Jack Lifton, you know, we've We've um, you know engaged and, and have relationships with some of the the world leaders in the rare earth space. So they didn't just join us by accident. They joined us because they thought what we we're doing uh, had a real chance to go somewhere. And and, and on top of that, you know, uh, there soon will be a listing of Mountain Pass MP Materials. Uh, that's a one point five billion dollar listing. And uh, Mountain Pass, uh, you know, many of the people that are working with us right now are former. Mountain Pass employees uh, with Mollycore, you know. So, um, you know, so, you know, I think that the buzz of how we're positioning ourselves with the mill, using the mill to recover the uranium and the byproduct, of the rare earths, the team that we're building, and we continue to build with that team. That team is just the beginning. We have more people that are uh, wanting to come join us because they believe that we've got some, you know, uh, you know, very interesting plans in the future with the rare earths um, here in the United States, and we're able to do uh, rare earth processing quicker, faster. Uh, you know, with the uranium recovery um, than anybody else, and, and I think that's um, you know that's an exciting space to be in.
0: It certainly is. Certainly is. So, can we expect any announcements on that front in terms of, of feed? You mentioned it there earlier. Is that something that's significantly advanced, or is that something that you hope to be doing in the near future? Yeah,
1: look, look I'm 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 hoping to have some good news flow uh, on this area, uh, you know, in the, the coming you know month or two, um, but you know, step at a time. Uh, you know, right now, I think the key thing is is uh, as we showed in the video, uh, you know, we've got to get people to believe that we can do the things that we say we're going to do. And I think Matt, you're 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 fully aware that that when we say we're going to do something, we follow through, and and, and that is also a differentiator of energy fuels. So, you know, I think that um, the market is waking up uh, to to what the opportunities might be with the rare earths and our uranium production, um, and uh, you know, hopefully, it'll continue to go that direction for us. But uh, yeah, look at I'm 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 hoping for a news flow, uh, you know, this year. And um, but let's see, let's see how it unfolds.
0: Okay. No, no. I take your point. You, you you do do what you say. That's why we follow you. Um. You know, I think Kamiko made a comment about it in last week's uh, call where they talked about these hyper-promoted uranium juniors. I I think Tim seemed a little bit irritated by some of the white noise and some of the stories happening out there.
1: Yeah, it's easy to talk about, but hard to do. And. Uh, After 44 years or 45 years in the uranium business, I can tell people it's a lot harder to do than most people think. So, um, but that again, uh, you know, with our team and our track record, uh, you know, it's something we're comfortable with, uh, very comfortable with, and we've done it for for decades. So uh, people don't have to worry about whether we can deliver what we say we're going to deliver.
0: Okay, Mark, appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, picking up the call. It's much appreciated. Um, Let us know if anything happens.